Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket podcast. Today I am joined by my partner in crime, <laughs> Hannah Mitchell. Hello. Hello Hannah, how are Hello. you? I'm really good mate, I'm really good and obviously even better now I'm on this with you. Come on. I mean two for the price of one as we always <laughs> say. For the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> so... As um, we talked about a little while ago when I asked you to come on the podcast, the reason I wanted you to come on this series of Figure of Eight is because I know, as you're a good friend of mine, that you've been in a lot of situations where you've had unwanted comments, unwanted attention, whether Mm. that be online or in person, in the street, in the gym, whatever it may be. And what I always say to you as well is when you go, bruv, I'm small. (laughs) I don't think you're small but like you speak about that in that way and I always find it so interesting that you've got people commenting on how you're a muscular woman yet you refer to yourself as small yeah that's quite funny isn't it um I think it's just because obviously it does semi upset you when people make those comments right however my how I want to be I, I want to be I want to be a freak <laughs> I want to be a freak like I want you know when people we've discussed this actually quite recently about the fact that when I'm lean and I'm, my veins are out and you you're not a fan of that are you like for yourself whereas for me I'm literally there like yes give me like all the veins like if I show, uh, you know, friends outside of bodybuilding, like a guy that I'm like, oh my God, look how fucking sexy this guy is. <laughs> uh, and he's like, you know, just vast everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, but for me, I think I find it attractive because I'm like, but look at that dedication. Yeah, I completely <laughs> get that. And do you know what? I would look at you being lean and vascular and pumped and I'd be like, shit, she looks good. And I do it on the same on a man, but on myself, I'm like, wow, you are rank. Oh no, but you're so fucking class, mate, because you're it's like just me. Dick you're skin li- everywhere, babe. Oh yeah. Beautiful. That is that is the mood. That is the only mood that I want to have. Dick skin energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, and people actually... are, we're like two minutes in, and people are gonna be like, this is a very different vibe on this podcast. <laughs> I actually was speaking to Loz yesterday um, and um, yeah, we were basically just talking about like getting lean and, and things. Oh my God, I've actually lost my train of thought. Wow. Rain in full force oh live my God. in your face. I'm so sorry. That is like the worst thing to ever happen on a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. The worst thing probably to ever happen on a podcast would be it all out crashes midway through. So what people are actually just listening to right now is an everyday prep life brain when you're a few weeks out and you can't remember what happens at the end of a sentence. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, four weeks out now. And yeah. I, I, before we even started recording, I said, thank the Lord that it's not a video. <laughs> so for people that don't know, if they yeah. don't know where they, what you're, you've been up to and things like that, mm-hmm. talk us through the how the last kind of few weeks of your prep have been mm-hmm. going into the final four weeks uh, firstly I've got 
like a whiteboard like right in front of me and it literally says 29 days which blows my mind because I started a prep at 20 weeks out mm. and I'm now four weeks out like what mm. where it's flown did by as well weeks go mm. um so yeah I guess for people that may not be following the journey um I started at around 74 kilo and we started prep around and how tall are you Han? I'm five foot eight but peak peak off season weight I actually got up to 78 kilo so you know this girl likes to eat um I don't but it looks good on you there's something I think that we should point out at this point and people will listen to this and they will put that on themselves and they'll go well I weigh this I'm that height I'm this dress size I lift this it's not comparable weight goes on differently on every person and from year to year it goes on differently yes so let's be mindful of how you actually looked because you did you didn't look huge in the sense of like you might on paper think you would yeah to be honest with you right so literally a year ago like now August a year ago was the heaviest that I was so that's 78 kilo and that is when I started my first mini cut and we stopped in December and that mini cut ended at around 66 and then from there that is when I started to like push back up again. But my composition from that initial push up after that, then mini cut, my composition was very different. Mm. I won't lie, looking at the picture from a year ago where I was 78, like that four kilo difference between April and August. 78 and 74 kilo like it was a it looked very different but I think it's really important like especially for a natural athlete especially for going into your first serious growth phase like you do have to kind of push up to that limit um just to just to keep growing as much as possible you don't want to do like a two-month push-up then a mini cut and then a push-up and then and how did just kind of coming back to that mm. heaviest stage? Because I think mm. there's a difference, isn't there, between saying, oh, I was at my heaviest. Mm. And actually, how did you feel day to day being not just going, yeah, I'm at my heaviest, but actually physically, day in, day yeah. out, getting dressed, looking in the mirror. How did you feel at that weight? Yeah, so I think naturally for me, like when I'm conscious about what I'm eating but I'm still enjoying here and there I sit at around 72 mm-hmm. like I, I kind of always have uh when I've had like a healthy mindset towards food yet still been like going out here and there you know mm-hmm. um so that 78 like six kilo up is, is quite a large difference mm-hmm. um I mean I had a great better tip <laughs> <laughs> um which is not the vibe right now um and you know I am not genetically blessed in the fact that my weight doesn't go to my bum my weight doesn't like distribute evenly it does very much go to my waistline mm-hmm. um which I'm I've just kind of accepted that's just how it is so it was difficult day to day in all honesty, like there wasn't a certain 
thing I like hated about myself, like I don't know if you remember though, like I still put up all my check-ins. Yeah, I had a lot of time for that as well. I thought that was really powerful for people to see and actually was part of the reason I put up my check-ins throughout off-season because I was like, do you know what? Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, like it's, it's, I think it's just so important because it is all part of it. And I, I really think that is something that is missing from, not just Instagram, but the whole bodybuilding side Absolutely. of things. Like, no one really puts up when they are at the actual heavy weight, you know, um, especially when they do that initial push-up and especially when they have to do that first, mm-hmm. maybe put on a bit too much, but it was needed at the time to recover post-show and X, Y, Z. But um, yeah, in all honesty, like looking back now, I am like, whoa. Mm whoa I I do remember being a bit more self-conscious like I didn't wear certain things I would never wear like a crop top you know I I have so much time for ladies that can wear whatever they want whatever weight they are like I would never be that person to be like why is she wearing that I'd be like yes bitch you wear that you wear that bodycon dress do you know what I mean if you are comfortable and you are confident then that's what's important Yes, but I definitely, I did not hate myself in any way, shape or form. And I was loving being strong in the gym because for me, that is what I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. I remember Cuba mentioning a mini cut and I was like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> I was like, but I'm having a great time. Yeah. I'm getting strong as fuck, mate. But, well, I think I ended up hitting RDLs at like 130, 130 mm-hmm. kilo. Like, what? Yes, please. Deadlift, I think I hit 150 for four. Like, Mm. yeah, please. (laughs) For me, I just very much enjoyed getting strong. And I did almost, again, we've discussed this, like I can really look at myself quite subjectively. Mm -hmm. So I I can take myself away from, do I look pretty? Do I look sexy? And I'll just be like, am I going towards my goal right now? Like, but I do think, and I, and I speak, I reckon, for a lot of people when I say this, I know that I think about this in men, and, and as you yeah. have so we touched on earlier, and we talk about all the time, um, you'll probably hear that a lot in this podcast, guys, because <laughs> Hannah and I speak every day. <laughs> um, but that passion that you spoke about earlier on, that drive, that goal is really attractive. And whether that's in the gym or whether that's in whatever arena you're in, that goal to be better and to go towards something is really attractive. Yeah. That passion for me is like everything. I don't, yeah. I genuinely don't understand why people go through life without having a passion for what they do every single day. Yeah. Because like, why, why would you wake up? Like, why would you put yourself through something that you don't absolutely love? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think because I had that main goal in my head, especially with how my first season went, like I knew that the only thing I needed to do was grow. Mm. I, I, you, you, you know, like we can get lean, like mm. we can. But for me personally, putting on tissue is a difficult thing. And actually maintaining that tissue, like when I come down, I just, I can really come down and just lose everything and just mm. look like a string bean. Because, you know, I'm not popping bar. So. 
Anna is natural, if you didn't know. <laughs> She's mentioned it a couple of times. Hashtag it's only because I'm jealous. <laughs> so um, I kind of want to break this down then to this quite literal figure of eight. Okay. So we have had teeny tiny Hannah, um, your last prep where you got as everyone knows and if you don't know by now my god please check out Hannah's profile because she got incredibly lean and I don't think that Hannah would be upset in me saying that she ate into a lot of tissue as well oh yeah goodbye goodbye (laughs) yeah so then post-show as you've talked about on your podcast breaking boundaries you did gain a lot of weight and probably didn't make the best food choices god no no not at all and then following that you joined Kuba and you went into a growing phase with him and as you've just touched upon you gained a lot of weight in a totally different way with the view to building muscle in a healthy and proactive way to now come back down again for your prep so we've had all different versions of Hannah here and I'm interested to know because I know that you speak quite openly about the comments that you've had from Mm both men and women, um, Mm -hmm. in person, as I say, and over social media. And I'm interested to see, do you feel like you got less negativity when you were carrying more body fat as opposed to when your muscles started to pop, how that was kind of taken by what I would call gen pop? Oh, 100%, mate. I, I don't think anyone batted an eyelid when I was like, not overweight, but when I was at my heaviest, Mm. you know, not a single word was said. Mm. However, to, if I'd done, you know, if I'd gone to the doctors and done my BMI, et cetera, they would have, I would have been classed as probably overweight. Right. But no one said a single thing, but then, so I actually started a job uh, in a pharmacy. um, I think it was the October before I started prep. Mm-hmm. and so they literally saw me October to October because I only had a, a year contract so they saw me go from the start of a prep which was like mm, kind of January properly in April all the way through then to 51 kilo mm. on my final show and it literally started like straight away they used to say that I looked like a skeleton they would li- you know like wow. those words you look like a skeleton like and but but to them it genuinely meant absolutely nothing like they would not think that it it would affect me um that's probably I mean I've heard some really unkind things and I've heard some name calling before which mm. is upsetting but to say you look like a skeleton yeah that's not that's not gonna make you feel good at all no especially when you're like going into your first bodybuilding competition and you already think like I'm not going to be big enough (laughs) um but you know I I just in in my head I thought they have no idea Mm. like in a pharmacy environment it's it's not like I was working in a fitness environment so their opinion yeah yes it got to me here and there but I have grown a hell of a lot in my own security and my own mindset with just being like 
don't I don't give a fuck what you think though because I'm happy and that's all that matters to me I think the the hardest part was probably either family comments yeah or actually people I didn't even know that I like met at a show or something because I got and they were right at the time but there was uh, a girl that I kind of held in quite high regards like um, a really well-known coach that's also like a few actually that said it like there were just oh, I think I was about half hour from stepping on stage and like he was like yeah you're massively over dieted and I was like okay like there's nothing I can <laughs> do about that right now yeah well, um it's and just like unhelpful isn't it yeah yeah the thing is I kind of understand like so the what my one friend she literally would like message me and she'd be like oh yeah you're you're defo gonna get moved up and this was at the time oh she was right right she was right when she told me um but I was saying like what no no I won't no I won't don't tell me that just let me be like at the time I was just like I had no idea yeah um so I think and it's important to say as well at this time that you wouldn't have had any clue because you were a first timer yeah like you expected to know the thing is though it's it's so funny because I say first timer and I genuinely was a first timer first timers nowadays are not first timers I'm sorry they've literally been like with a coach for like four years they've done a an off season they've done a mini well, some and some yeah I'll give yeah. you that there are some people I think we need to define not in a a competitive sense because no. at the end of the day if you're a first timer it means it's your first time stepping on stage but mm-hmm. with the way that the industry has been over the last what I've seen in the last four to five years is there is more of a press for people to actually get a coach first do an off season yeah. with that coach work with them for a long time before mm-hmm. going into it so when we started first timer did literally mean oh what's this all about I don't even know what tanning's about oh and now six week prep yeah <laughs> and now it's a completely different ball game I mean there are some first timers that I look at and I'm like uh you're bigger than me yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, Georgie, that you had on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, other than that, um, other than those kind of initial comments for that kind of first few shows, um, yeah, I think I you will always get comments, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even even from people that we they really don't mean it. They don't mean it in that way um that it's sometimes they're just curious yeah um sometimes they're just like whoa like but why what do you do and then other times it's actually because this is gonna sound so myself but a lot of the time it's actually because they're jealous mm-hmm. like at the the fact that they can't have that discipline that they can't stick to something for that long like even people in the gym. So I've, I've just moved gyms quite recently. And my first session, I had like my logbook and someone came over to me and they were like, oh, you're one of them. <laughs> I was like, I was like, pardon? Mm-hmm. I, was wearing a, I was wearing a big jumper as well. 
that oh you you track your sessions do you and then like no lie 10 minutes later I took my jumper off and obviously I am quite lean right now and he was like well that's a fucking transformation I was like oh do you take me seriously now do you do you take me seriously now because I'm lean and he was like (laughs) I was like take your laughs elsewhere honey you're not welcome here it makes me laugh the whole logbook thing I'm digressing slightly for a moment I remember when I started using a logbook I think it was a year into training like more seriously but I'd had plans previous to that and I just had them on my phone and I made notes but I actually started taking a logbook so I liked the separation yeah and uh I got mocked so hard by people Mm -hmm. and then a year later oh everyone's got a few people started saying to me here where'd you get your logbooks <laughs> then 18 months two years later where, where's that from again and I was like well I don't even buy them anymore I just use a notebook and I just scribble it down and they're like what so what do you write in the notebook then you know when you're like all you people that took the piss out of me yeah now yeah. you're doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. and, and I think that's really important as well to to say that like like you've just said a lot of it is jealousy people don't have a a goal that means enough to them that they're willing to get called excuse my french logbook wanker yeah because that's what people were calling people years ago when we started with the logbooks oh logbook wanker do you write everything down yes i do i even write what it was out of 10 yeah 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 a little asterisk being like maybe maybe go lighter next time yeah or <laughs> you know um, wasn't good enough on the depth try harder next time yes mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. I actually had to put that on my uh glute drive today it wasn't deep enough it just wasn't <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, a time actually talking about people commenting <clears throat> there's a time that sticks out in my head and it wasn't that long ago and you had a little bit of a rant on your stories (laughs) and it was a guy in the gym who'd commented about you wearing a dress (gasps) oh god yeah yeah so uh basically um I think I I wasn't even I don't even think I was on prep or maybe I was I don't think you were long into it I wasn't, you know, I want nothing was really popping. Mm. I, I feel like day to day I can walk around and I don't necessarily look like I train. <laughs> like, um, and I remember we were, I he was on a machine that I wanted, and I was like, You're right, mate. Like, I'm also one of these people. Like, I don't care. I'll mm. just, I'll just ask. I was like, Same. You're right, mate. Can I uh, like hop in while you're resting? Because, you know, I don't want to wait. <laughs> um and he was like yeah sure he obviously he seemed a bit taken aback that I'd even asked to begin with and then we were discussing training I was like oh what are you doing today blah 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 and then he was like but don't you think it's a bit much I was like pardon what would you mean sir <laughs> could you repeat the question could you rephrase it yeah just just a little and he was like well you know like I bet when you wear a dress it's just it's just too much you just don't look feminine in a dress and I literally looked at him and I was like well it's a good fucking job that I don't do this for how you perceive Mm. me to look in a dress it's a good job that I don't care 
how you think I would look in a dress, isn't it? Mm. And he was like, oh, well, I didn't really mean like that. I was like, well, how did you mean? Mm. And that was kind of it. Just kind of, I think he just like walked away, you know. And then the thing, the awkward thing was as well, like I, I then kept seeing him in the gym, obviously. And he was like, what, what shocked me more? He was like quite a young guy. Like, I don't know. I feel like right now there's quite a lot of acceptance for women training. It's changed a lot. A hell of a lot. Yet he still had that kind of narrow-minded mm. headspace towards it. Um, and then since then... You have mm. had a few occasions where you've got a little dulled and you've put the dress on. And I mean, I know I've hyped you hard in your DMs, <laughs> but I can imagine that on the flip side of that, you had one person who hadn't even seen you in a dress and they made an assumption and projected their opinions onto you. And then take that onto the flip side and, and there is going to be a, a wealth of positivity about you in a dress because it does look so good on you. Mate, I am here for a delt and a chest split in a dress. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't Preach. know why. I'm literally like, oh, is this low cut enough? I might, <laughs> I might just cut it a bit more. Don't have boobs, but let's get the chest split out, lads. You worked hard for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it, mm-hmm. but. You know what? I've actually got quite a good situation to kind of discuss. So a couple of weeks ago, my uni friends visited and I took them down Digbeth and we went to a bit of advertising here, went to like Mama Roo's and which is like a, a great, great like day drinking place, basically. But I obviously wasn't drinking. I wasn't eating, but they were. And that's absolutely fine. We had such a lovely time. I can't remember it must be pre-COVID the last time I was in an environment where I was a little bit dressed up I wasn't massively I had just like jeans and a nice top Uh (laughs) um, but it was it was low cut Mm. um, and it was sleeveless Mm -hmm. so obviously again yeah delts chest bit Um, and I was in an environment around drunk people and Again, yeah, I haven't, I haven't even flirted with anyone for like God years, and I was feeling myself, and I was sitting there, and I was like, yeah, I was having a dance because again, I don't really need to drink to dance. Yeah, I will just make a tit out myself. You flow off the energy as opposed to alcohol. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. those posy vibes. Um, and yeah, and then someone came over to to me, and he literally was like, "Yo, you got bigger delts than me." I was like, yes, yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes I do. Um, and he was like, oh, so how much, what's your max deadlift? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I've done like 150 for four. And he was like, what? No, you haven't. And then he was like, um, I don't believe you. I was like, I'll show you a video. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed him this video. And then he literally just went, okay. And then he was like, so what are you drinking? And I was like, oh, I I don't actually drink. He was like, what? And that, that was it. He was each like, oh. So it was a bigger problem for him that you didn't drink. Yes. And it always is. I literally, 
I I can remember almost every single night out that I've been on because in 2019 prep, this was a mistake, do not do this. But in 2019 prep, I was still trying to be as sociable as possible. And I was going on like every kind of social event, every night out and things like that. Like I went to friends barbecues, that was not too bad because obviously you can sit. But again, you're around everyone absolutely smashed. And the amount of explaining you have to do every single person oh yeah no sorry I'm not drinking why what why why do I have to say why so I stopped saying I'm not drinking and I started saying I don't drink but the thing is I do drink when I want to I think I think that's the big difference people think I'm not eating and I'm not drinking because I'm not allowed. That's not the case. I can do what the fuck I want, mm-hmm. but I don't want to right now because it doesn't align with my goal. Yeah. And I think that is such the mindset. Like when I say like, oh yeah, I'm not drinking. And again, they say, why? Imagine if every single vegetarian and vegan, it's like, oh yeah, no, I don't eat meat. Why? There was yeah. a, a quote that I saw a little while ago and it always sticks with me because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> and it was someone going, do you want mayo with that? And they went, oh, no, I don't. I don't eat mayo. And the joke was that everyone was going, oh, you don't <laughs> eat mayo? Yeah. And it was just such a, a piss take of it. Like no one would ever be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you refuse you don't want it and it's like Mm -hmm. no it's not a big deal to me it's mayo and the same thing applies with with alcohol I enjoy certain drinks and I try and liken it to food if I want a drink it's because I specifically fancy a drink whether it's a specific glass of wine or a specific glass of champagne or a spirit that I like because I want that flavor Mm -hmm. I actually don't like being drunk I don't like the feeling like in in all honesty I think well I'm not sure about you but for me that kind of complete lack of control is not something that I desire like and and I know how I then feel the next day like the next day is ruined like mm-hmm. you, you lose what, two what, days do I really want to spend all day in bed no I really don't I've got a fucking empire to build on I don't have time for that shit yes <laughs> but I can still go out and literally dance like all night. night. I I don't need alcohol. And you know what? I think the difference between who I was, say, at uni, and I used to drink four or five times a night, a night, a week, um, the difference between that person and this person is just massive self-acceptance. Like, I don't need to drink to feel like I can be myself. Mm. whereas when I was drinking like when I was going out I always felt like I needed to drink because I couldn't be myself like I I I just wasn't I didn't have that confidence to be myself sober so So do you think that the the way that you are around people is more dictated by the social situation than how you feel in yourself so what I mean by that is you are more mindful of the fact that you don't eat and drink certain things for periods of time than you are I'm lean or I'm muscular what do you mean so for the last five minutes or so you've been talking about social situations yeah and everything you said about that 
mm-hmm. was about the food and drink aspect yeah. and trying to explain that to people. Mm-hmm. But you're very accepting of yourself and your physique and you're very proud of it and that's fantastic. But it seems to me that the the physique side of things mm-hmm. is something potentially you've accepted more so than the social adjustments that you have to make or you feel that you have to make and explain I think in all honesty yeah because I feel like when I am in a social situation like for example I have a date next week and I I like automatically said before they decided that they were going to come visit me I straight away said just to let you know because a lot of people find it embarrassing a lot of people find it really uncomfortable just to let you know like I will be bringing my own food and I won't be drinking alcohol and I genuinely do that every single time someone tries to organize something with me because people find it so uncomfortable Mm. and it then makes me feel uncomfortable when when it's so strange like I'll sit in a restaurant and I'll get my Tupperware out and it does not faze me but everyone else around that table is like looking at you like oh, how embarrassing mm. you know whereas I think <laughs> I think the reason why I'm so accepting of my physique and where whether that's me being very heavy in improvement season or in prep <laughs> It sounds so weird to say, but I genuinely think it's because I am so proud of my personality. Like I am so proud of where I have got to in the past three years because I hated who I was for a very, very, very long time. Well, genuinely until about four, five years ago um and does that come back again to who you were as a person as opposed to your outward appearance yeah yeah and and I think now that I accept and I am proud of who I am and and what I have changed within my mindset my appearance just it doesn't actually matter that much like yes I love getting dolled up yes I love looking pretty here and there and I look after myself Every so often, <laughs> I'll tan every once in a while. Those blue eyes and that brown skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I used to be at a point at university, mate, where I could not leave my house in my glasses. Like, no life through the whole of uni, I could not leave my house in my glasses. Um, if I had an exam, I would wear my contact lenses to the exam and then before like two seconds before we had to go in I'd run to the toilet swap them out and I would walk all the way into the exam covering my face to do the exam in my glasses and then as soon as we finished I'd run to the toilet put my contact lenses back in like I was such so insecure about every single aspect of who I was why was that just I I think through through school like I think a lot of people that are into bodybuilding had similar experiences like school's really hard kids are brutal kids are horrible Mm -hmm. um 
and yeah I from primary school I was largely overweight um and I was just always that like yeah like weird girl like no no one I was never pretty you know I I I would fancy like the most popular boy in school and he would literally take the piss out of me you know like I, I was bullied throughout school and, and not even just primary school secondary school I still I was always shocked I was always trying to be the joker I was always trying to be that that person and and my personality did come out a little bit more throughout secondary school but I, I still hated myself and that really showed in how I then treated other people and also just the people around me I was always trying to be one of the cool kids I was always trying to fit in and and impress other people instead of just being so self-accepting and and in enjoying who I actually was um and then going to uni I actually made well my Facebook ended up getting this is like such a sidetrack but my Facebook ended up getting hacked like my first week of uni so I just took the opportunity and I made a completely fresh Facebook and I I actually don't speak to anyone from my high school not a single person and I just made a fresh start and yes I still made mistakes through uni and yes I still was learning so so much but in going into like third year and then my master's is when I really started to look that little bit deeper and I started to be a lot more open and 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 listen to people man because I was such an angry person like I was always so argumentative and which I I know this is probably going to sound so strange to you because you don't you never met that person Mm. but yeah I would a lot a lot has happened in my life I won't lie not saying that I've had the worst life ever like I definitely haven't you know people have had such such worse lives but at the time, uh, until about three years ago, I just thought that I'd, I'd had the worst cards dealt to me ever. Whereas now, my mindset has just completely shifted. And, and I do have my spirituality and, and bodybuilding to thank for that, yeah. um, for teaching me that I am just so lucky to be where I am today and, and to, to have the life that I do have because so many other people would dream of my life you know how I feel about the word luck I don't think that you are lucky to be in the situation you're in I think you have made big steps and when I say when I say look I mean I am just so grateful you're fortunate because of the decisions that you were brave enough to make yes I don't mean lottery luck I mean luck as in like lucky as in wow I get to have this life mm. that's that's the kind of look though good I don't want you to take anything away from who you've become and put it down to fortune as opposed mm. to hard work and graft yeah and I think I, I I've been in a similar situation where I cut ties with everyone from my youth mm-hmm it's hard it's really really hard and it made me yeah it is lonely and it made me smile when you said I don't talk to anyone from school 
because I don't either. And when I do see someone from school and they go, oh, do you still talk to so-and-so? I literally look them dead in the eye and go, no. Go, well, why? And I go, because they are completely different people to me. They don't fit with me anymore. And and like that's so I I love my brother to pieces. We've had a very bumpy road as well. But that's something that he always used to uh, say to me. It's like, why do you not have any friends? Like, why why do you not have like a girl group? Blah blah blah. It's like, I do not want to sit there, and while someone goes to the toilet, they're bitching about her, and then she comes back and they're talking about how much they love her hair. I don't want that. I won't stand for that. No. And because I won't stand for that, then I don't get to hang out with them. Yes. So, You're not accepted because you don't say, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. Exactly. But now, because you've made that decision, you now, now have an incredible circle. Yes. I'm now surrounded by those people that are alike, that the, the people that are empowering, the people that are inspiring. And that is, those are the only people that I would ever want in my life. And it, like we've said, it is, it can be such a lonely time mm. at first, but there's You've no other bite way. bite that bullet because it's so worth it down the line. Because, so, so worth it. Like, you know, we, I've, I've had like low moments over the past couple of months, right? And I've called you crying my eyes out. And there's no other person that I know that I could just be so honest with and, and, and to have like no judgment there where, you know, that I'm not going to turn around and then don't cry. <laughs> Get hot nose. I, I'm not going to turn around and speak to someone and they're like, oh yeah, well, Hannah told me this about you. Yeah. But th- because you aren't that person and, and those yeah, those are the women and men yeah. that I only ever want in my life that motivate me and push me and, and tell also tell me the things that I don't want to hear. Those are your good friends. Mm-hmm. Keep them. Mm. The ones that are honest and true mm-hmm. and don't just spoon feed you what you want to hear, all the hype and all the bullshit and blow smoke up your ass. Because those are ones that when you go to the toilet, they slag you afterwards so going forward into the next four weeks and beyond which is insane to be saying this we have show day coming up now this is going to be show day I'm gonna say it's almost like you're a first timer because the body that you've created is completely different to what we saw last time (laughs) Those quads are wham. <laughs> Every time I see your check-in, I'm like, Jesus, those legs. You know what? You know what? Actually, something that, that might be worth bringing up is, you know, the amount of people that message me saying like, oh, my God, your legs have grown so much in two months. No, they haven't. They haven't. It's just I've got leaner. <laughs> like, people yeah, think so- your legs have grown. Yeah, so people are like, I, I get some messages sometimes saying that, like, oh, you've grown into prep. I'm like, I really haven't. No. It's it's the fact that I have had a 17-month... It's not physically possible. <laughs> I've had a 17-month off-season of nailing 
every single day. Mm. I've addressed everything that I needed to address. My form, like I, again, you know how you said earlier, you were like, oh yeah, the people that mock you two years down the line, they're like, oh my God, so where'd you get that? When I started with Cuba, the amount of stick that I got for being like a, oh, gonna do this form. I'm really gonna nail this, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have you seen my quads? Yeah. You know what that is? Because I actually do time under tension and I'm actually focusing on the muscle that I'm moving. And I'm not moving like a power lifter and I'm not ego lifting. And someone isn't doing half the rep for me. Mm. You know? Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. It, <coughs> Leg press. An amazing off season. And going into these four weeks, I'm just so excited. I'm just so happy. Like, I genuinely cannot believe that I'm four weeks out and I feel like this. Because, but saying that, right, I'm not saying that this has been like a breeze, right? I I, I actually feel like that should be noted. Um, Because I think a lot of people think when you are happy and prepped, like, oh, oh, it's easy then. No, no. It's, that's not the case you've made you've made a choice to be happy not to sit and moan yeah um yeah oh, I can hear you you're a bit foggy there is that go. better a bit better yeah Maybe. I said you've made a uh, a choice not to sit and moan you've made a choice to be happy yeah and, and like I said it like I said earlier like the the fact is that I, I have made that choice through this prep and I am literally waking up every single day, like going to live towards my dream and do mm. what I can towards that dream. And I do think that if you are waking up and you are dreading your day, don't prep. Yeah, I yes, agree. There are going to be low days, right? So I would say the past two weeks are a really good example for those high and low days because I have had some days like yesterday and the day before I was like injected with energy I was like where is this coming from I was living my best life and then today I yeah but again I wasn't in a low mood I wasn't sad I think this is this is the the difference that people sometimes get misconstrued as well yes I'm fucking exhausted I'm still not sad I just can't move very fast yes and I just can't think very fast you know um but yeah going into these four weeks um I'm just I, I am genuinely just taking it day by day and I'm just so excited to get back on that stage because yeah my 29 package I was extremely proud of however it was a very much a year of just finding my feet you know going from what bikini junior bikini tone figure athletic figure being in athletic figure and knowing that I did not have the tissue yet However, I knew that that was the level of conditioning that I would like to bring. So I found my feet with where I wanted to be. But then that also gave me such a clear goal. I knew I just needed to grow. Mm. So hopefully I have done that. Well, I know I have. Like that's, that's, again, that's not me being big headed. 
that's me stating the facts, stating that I have literally nailed every day mm-hmm. as best as I physically could. And I think that's why whatever package I bring to this stage this year, I think that's why I, it's not that I don't care about the placing, right? Because everyone goes to win. However, if there's someone better, fair fucking play. They work just as hard or harder. They have done more. So the placing, yeah, it's not really the be all or end all for me because I know for a fact. You've already won because you are so much bigger better your posing is like has changed so much your attitude has changed so much everything about the package is different you've already beaten what you were so you've already won yeah and I and I know that there is zero absolutely nothing that I could have done better and I think that that is what the main takeaway from that I think so many people yeah, you're not, you're not necessarily going to be happy with your package ever. Mm. You always want more, right? Yeah. But if you are literally looking at yourself, not necessarily in the mirror, but like reflecting. Yes. And you can see that you have put in everything. Mm-hmm. That when you get on that stage, you, all that's left to do is just enjoy it. Mm. And just be so proud that you've managed to get yourself there because not everyone does. No. People start preps and they don't get there, you know? Because it's hard. hard. It is really hard. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there are a couple of questions that I ask everyone that come on the podcast. Oh. Um, not so, that I'm an avid listener. <laughs> no, you don't listen on your walks ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one being looking over the entire span of your life. And this isn't just related to bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. This is everything. And we've talked all the way back to school with you um, today. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that not necessarily you regret, but you do look back and you think, do you know what? I probably would have done that differently. Mm. Um, you know what? I wouldn't say there's like a certain event, you know, a certain like X 1999, you know, (laughs) there's not a certain month or year, but I, I genuinely wish that I had learned what I have in the past four years, just so much earlier. Like, I just wish that I could have had this self-acceptance so much earlier I know I've got flaws still like I know that I've got like issues <laughs> hashtag trauma um I, I know that I am not perfect and no one is right but the amount of self-hate that I used to have it was crippling mm. and I just really wish that I had been able to really work on myself like from such an earlier age I think my life would I I love my life now but I think it just would be so so different um that's the only thing that would probably change I like that I'm I'm glad that I am part of Hannah (laughs) 2.0 because you are a, a very uh positive influence in my life 
Let's put it like that. Well, um, so are you to mine. Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> People are getting two for one today in a big way. We're getting all emotional about each other. Um, <laughs> and the last question. Mm-hmm. You are Hannah Mitchell, Natty Wham Woman, <laughs> bodybuilder extraordinaire, <laughs> empire building crazy scientist bish. Here for it. Can I get that on a card? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, those of you that don't know, Hannah is like crazy clever literally in a lab scientist it's mental she says things to me on voice notes and she's like so I was doing this today and I'm like is she actually speaking English right now <laughs> blows my mind but appreciate you. <laughs> you're all of those things and more but how do you want to be remembered mm. okay hmm Oh, that's a hard one. You know what, actually? Someone someone said to me, uh, you know, when people take take the mic a little bit, they're like, oh, you're an influencer. You know. Yeah. Um, you probably get it as well, because you know, those those followers. Um, and I actually said to them, I was like, you know what? The only influence that I would ever want to have on someone is for them to just realise their own potential, to realise that they should go for everything they have ever wanted and ever dreamt for and never stop. And I think that is how I would like to be thought of and remembered, like someone that empowered other people, not just women, empowered other people to just always go for what they want and never stop and don't give a fuck about what anyone else thinks about that because your happiness is is literally the only thing that does matter uh yeah that's how I would like to be remembered which has nothing to do with bodybuilding but I would also like to be uh remembered as like a natty little beast you know (laughs) dench as fuck shredded dick skin (laughs) (laughs) everyone says like but actually inside they're like wow (laughs) if you aren't impressed by stomach veins then I'm sorry you're lying to yourself lying (laughs) (laughs) Han I've absolutely loved talking to you and uh, things that I learned about you on this podcast recording that I didn't know and I didn't think that I was going to come away from this kind of knowing you even better than I already do so I'm very very grateful for your time time is something that you can't buy so the fact that you've given me an hour of your life today and everyone can listen to this means a lot so thank you very very much well you mean a lot and also I yeah I absolutely love uh yeah I I love listening to your podcast anyway, mate. You know, like you are a massive inspiration to me. You are also within the figure event, you know. Um, and I think that you're inspiring a, a hell of a lot of, of people just getting yourself out there too. So thank you for having me on. Like, this is a pleasure. Thank you so much, Faith. That means a lot, as you know. <laughs> I can love you, man. Um, 
So before we get all soppy, if anyone is looking for you and they can't find you for any reason, where can they find you? You can borrow my glasses. Um, <laughs> so I am on Instagram at underscore Hannah's Health. That is not my surname. My surname is Mitchell. Um, and also I've got like my posing thing page, which is underscore healthy, underscore with, underscore Hannah. Um, and that's it. I'm, I'm just there. And if anyone's looking to watch a little bit more of Hannah's prep journey, she's been doing an IGTV series on her prep throughout. Um, so some people do YouTube, some people do IGTV. I personally think if you've got to go to YouTube, it's taking you out of where you really want to be. So hop on IGTV and have a look at her prep to date. I've also done a little highlight as well, which is sick because it's like, you know, when I put up my check-ins, mm-hmm. so I put those on the highlight. So you click on it and you're like, yo. She's getting skinnier with every click of the, the screen. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, the old school throwback. If you're listening to this and you don't know about Flickbooks, oh, wow. Google. Too for you, bro. Yeah, too young for you. <laughs> Gel bait. Um, <laughs> on that note. Um, thank you so much, Hannah, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Speak to you soon.